Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. It's Jerry Bryant. It's that time again, and I've been waiting for you. (laughs) I'm ready to let the good times roll with classic Jesus music on Full Circle, where it all began. Starting this out this week, here's Tom Howard and One More Reason. you for everything 
But the greatest praise by far is praising who Tom Howard on Full Circle, Where It All Began. One of the brightest lights of the past 30 years of Christian music, if often behind the scenes. Beginning in the mid-70s, Tom established a reputation for fresh jazz-infused melodies and arrangements, but then, after a couple of vocal albums, he just began producing projects for others, in addition to recording his own instrumental albums for 25 years, including some superb solo piano music. We'll hear more from him in a later show. On this show, you'll hear a song from a founding member of Poco and Buffalo Springfield. Some music from a Georgia rocker whose backup band was the Atlanta Rhythm Section and the lead vocalist for a secular band that was named after a railroad. (laughs) But first, a glimpse of the amazing journey for two brothers who, although they had a secular and a very successful country rock band, both crossed over to Jesus music. It's the story of two brothers reborn. One writer said about Mason Prophet, I believe this group was an anachronism. Their music was and still is unique. I find it difficult to put in a particular gender. It's rock, bluegrass, country, and traditional to my ears. The lyrics are pure, striking, thought-provoking, and message-bearing, from social and political injustice to love and comic relief. The music industry itself owes some of today's standard sounds and rhythm to Mason Prophet. Now, the band produced five albums as one of the forerunners of the more successful country rock bands, such as the Eagles. John Michael and Terry Talbot were the driving force behind Mason Prophet, but they were spiritually seeking. John Michael embarked on a spiritual journey that took him via everything from Native American religion, Buddhism, and then finally to Christianity. At this point, he and his brother joined the Jesus Movement, recording the album Reborn. Here's the Talbot Brothers from their first Jesus music release, And the Time, on Full Circle, Where It All Began. A river flows from East Virginia Running when the snows do melt in spring Washing life down from the mountains 
old, the church is growing at an explosive rate with millions coming to faith in Christ. Who will nurture and train these new believers in response to this growing global need? David Shibley launched Global Advance. Since 1990, Global Advance has provided on-site training for over 300,000 church leaders in 80 nations. Each year, Global Advance trains, encourages, and resources thousands of ministry and business leaders around the world who have great potential but little opportunity for training. You can help equip these hidden heroes of the church in destitute nations. Find out more on our website at www.globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. Go ahead, log on to globaladvance.org today. You can make a world of difference. Full Circle. This is Jerry Bryant, and you're listening to Full Circle. Well, Steve Raby, writing for the CCM magazine, said it's likely the first true Jesus rock album was released in 1970 by Mylon Lefebvre, simply entitled Mylon. The prodigal son of a southern gospel musical dynasty that had been performing since the 1920s, Mylon belted out rocking versions of chestnuts like Old Gospel Ship and originals like Searching for Reality over an often gritty southern rock accompaniment by the members of the Atlanta Rhythm Section. Chris at Jesus People USA remembers the impact this early Jesus music had on his life. Mylon was more than music to me, he said. I was very lonely at 16, a real struggler. So I wrote to Mylon Lefebvre. And the wild thing was that he answered me personally. First, I couldn't believe it was really him. I thought it was a stamp there instead of his signature. So I made each letter personal and asked specific questions. And he wrote back with specific answers. When Mylon and Broken Heart came to my city, I I made it to the concerts. Mylon was a real preacher in his concerts, and he gave altar calls. So it was after a concert I went forward to recommit my life to Jesus again. I prayed with Mylon personally and just poured out my soul, asked all kinds of questions about what to do with my life and how to know if I was really following God's will. Questions nobody could possibly know given the circumstances. But in a wonderfully personable way, Mylon very patiently prayed for me. Now that was the remarkable way that Mylon ministered. Totally sold out to Jesus, not the music industry. Here's more like Jesus, Mylon Lefebvre on Full Circle, Where It All Began. Break my heart and change my mind. Cut me loose from ties that bind. Lead me as I follow you. Give me strength to follow through Oh, more, more I want to be more like Jesus More of Jesus, less of me
That's Mylon Lefebvre. And if you've just tuned in, you found Full Circle, a classic Jesus music radio show with Jerry Bryant. Stay tuned as we rediscover the legends and the history of where it all began. If you enjoy the show, let your friends know about it. The reason for Full Circle is to take some time, look back to where some of the early inspiration for today's contemporary Christian music started. You can write us at Post Office Box 17967. That's Post Office Box 17967, Nashville, Tennessee, 37217. Or visit us on the web at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Writer Jeffrey Breshears wrote that, like the civil rights, counterculture, and anti-war movements, the Jesus movement produced a rich musical legacy. Even before Calvary Chapel began integrating Jesus music into its worship services in the early 70s, singer-songwriter Larry Norman was employing rock music to share his Christian testimony. Prior to Norman, popular music was virtually devoid of references to God or religion, and to mention Jesus in a rock song was unimaginable. All that changed with the release of Norman's 1969 debut release, Upon This Rock which inspired a whole generation of young musicians to express their Christian faith through the medium of popular music. He was, for all intents and purposes, both the founder of the Jesus Music Idiom and one of its most creative practitioners throughout the early 70s. Following Norman's lead, Jesus Music emerged as a creative new music gender. Most of the first generation of performers were unknowns, such as Randy Matthews. Unlike secular counterparts who recorded for large record companies, Jesus Music artists worked through small Christian labels with limited distribution through mainstream marketing channels, and much of the music was recorded on shoestring budgets and sounded accordingly. Nonetheless, some impressive songs emerged from this season. 
In the early days, Jesus Music was the product of an energized, spirit-inspired movement, and much of it expressed the faith and the joy and the thanksgiving of young people whose lives had been radically transformed by the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Here's Randy Matthews and Holy Band. And coming up, we'll unpack the legacy of maybe the most important Jesus music band of all times. On Full Circle. Take your place in the holy band, anyone who wants to can. Well, when a woman, any man, yes you can. I think anyone who wants to can. All right, you got to take your place in the holy band. Jesus Freaks, Randy Matthews on Full Circle, Where It All Began. Writer Mike Rimmer from Cross Rhythms recounts the history of, well, maybe the most important Christian rock band of all time, Love Song. 
A couple of years after 1967's Summer of Love had faded and a generation of hippies were becoming increasingly disillusioned, a new movement emerged on the west coast of America. Aided by drugs and confused by a myriad of mystic eastern religions and a mix and match of microbiotic diets, whatever other fads were circulating at the time, a generation of long-haired hippies began to turn from the counterculture to discover the realities of a relationship with Jesus Christ. The church was the last place they would have think of finding the truth when they checked it out, but there it was, life transforming truth. One of the first bands to mix hippie pop rock music with their newfound faith was Love Song. And during that brief time together, they became catalysts for the whole Jesus movement. Today, more than three decades later, Love Song is still revered as, well, as the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music called them, the most important Christian rock band of all time. It's impossible to underestimate the impact of Love Song in the early 70s. Their Love Song album was hugely influential despite the limited distribution that Good News Records had at the time. The Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music, author Mark Allen Powell, boldly calls it the best Christian album ever recorded, on par with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So many great songs can be recalled from this classic release, but founder Chuck Gerard remembers the song Jesus Puts the Song in Our Hearts. That was a very special song, said Chuck. We had just gotten born again. We were living in Laguna Beach, living quite well. Actually, kind of an anomaly for the time. Hippies with money? <laughs> we had a little communal kind of thing going, about eight or nine living in the home. And, and they could pull together a couple of working bands that worked in nightclubs, so they were actually bringing home paychecks, living fairly well, until they realized they had to get out of there because of the influence of knowing all the drug dealers, all the drug scene of the town. He told us, he said, So someone donated to us a room for the time being above a garage. No insulation, as he recalled, just bare studs, tar paper on the wall, all of that. So the four of them each took a wall and put down their sleeping bags, and that was their living quarters for the next three or four months. One night, they just pulled out their guitars. They were worshiping God, not trying to write a song, even a worship song. Didn't really understand about all that stuff in those days. They were just in love with Jesus and wanted to worship him in some way. So Fred Field started playing the chords that go to that song, and it was created in about an hour in an act of worship. Everything just came together spontaneously. And that's how I remember it was written on a Saturday night because we sang it Sunday morning at a church called Calvary Chapel. And here's that classic song, Jesus Puts the Love in Our Hearts, Love Song. And coming up, another great memory with Shai Cotrain on Full Circle, Where It All Began. Don't you hear the music anymore? Hey, have you tried to listen? But you thought you'd heard the song before. Jesus puts the song in our hearts. Jesus puts the 
a true classic from Love Song as we take a look back. Say, hey, have you checked out our website? Could I encourage you to do so right now? I mean, go to fullcirclejesusmusic.com and then write me and let me know what you think. I'd like to hear from some of you. Check our music store, our archives, and then either email me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic. Don't leave out the Jesus. Fullcirclejesusmusic.com or write me at Full Circle, Post Office Box 17967. That's Post Office Box 17967, Nashville, Tennessee, 37217. Well, Shy Coltrane was one of seven children born in Racine, Wisconsin, to a Canadian mother and a German violinist father. She studied a number of instruments and as a child gave her first piano recital at 12. In 1970, she formed Chicago Coltrane, playing blues, funk, and gospel in local Chicago bars and clubs. In 1971, she represented the United States in the International Rock Festival in Rio de Janeiro. She appeared on The Tonight Show, The Midnight Special Show, and her best-known song was Thunder and Lightning, released in January of 1972. By November, it had reached 17 on the U.S. pop charts, number four on the German hit list. Here's the legendary American rock, pop, jazz, songwriter, pianist, and singer, Shy Coltrane, from her 1972 release with The Tree, on Full Circle, Where It All Began. I took my troubles to the tree Hoping I could find my way to peace I didn't know where my life would lead So I took my troubles to story to the breeze when no one seemed to listen to me and like the breeze I now am free since I told my story to the breeze
And you can still find him at the tree. That's Shy Coltrane and the tree. We'll be back in a moment with a song from one of the founding members of Poco and Buffalo Springfield on Full Circle. Around the world, the church is growing at an explosive rate with millions coming to faith in Christ. Who will nurture and train these new believers in response to this growing global need? David Shibley launched Global Advance. Since 1990, Global Advance has provided on-site training for over 300,000 church leaders in 80 nations. Each year, Global Advance trains, encourages, and resources thousands of ministry and business leaders around the world who have great potential but little opportunity for training. You can help equip these hidden heroes of the church in destitute nations. Find out more on our website at www globaladvance.org that's globaladvance.org go ahead log on to globaladvance.org today you can make a world of difference full circle welcome back to full circle with jerry bryant say check out the track record of this next artist richie furray started his musical career playing folk clubs as a solo artist in the 1960s as well as with bands like the monks the All-Go-Go Singers, which included Stephen Stills in the lineup. And after meeting Neil Young, they formed Buffalo Springfield with Bruce Palmer and Dewey Martin. After disbanding in 1968, Furry and Jim Messina formed a new band, Poco. Moving on, and at David Geffen's request, Furry formed the Souther Hillman Furry Band with Chris Hillman from The Birds and J.D. Souther. After two unsuccessful albums in 74 and 75, Furry converted to Christianity and formed the Richie Furry Band. Furry became a minister in Colorado and has continued to this day singing and recording. He rejoined Poco in 1990 for their comeback album, Legacy, which included the hit, Call It Love. And here's the talented Richie Furry, and we'll see on Full Circle where it all began. And coming up, a song from the leader of that secular band, named after a railroad, on Full Circle. He read 
Richie Furry on Full Circle. And here's another invitation to connect with the radio show. I'd like for you to check out our website. There's vintage stories and pictures and a place to order your own selection of classic Jesus music, a prayer link, and so much more. So just simply go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And drop us an email if you get a chance. Hey, and don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Spread the word. Well, did you guess the name of the secular band named after a railroad? Mark Farner, born in 1948, is best known as the leader of the Grand Funk Railroad and later a classic contemporary Christian music musician. After Grand Funk disbanded in 1977 and then recorded a solo and reunion release, Farner released his first self-entitled Jesus Music Project, Just Another Injustice, on Frontline Records. There's more to that story, and we'll tell it to you later, but his third Frontline release was 1991's Some Kind of Wonderful, which featured a revamped version of the Grand Funk classic of the same name. He enjoyed success with the John Beland composition, Isn't It Amazing? It earned him a Dove Award nomination and reached number two on the charts. 
Additional guitars by Phil Kagey, background by Bob Carlisle. Here's Mark Farner and Isn't It Amazing on Full Circle, Where It All Began. The church is growing at an explosive rate with millions coming to faith in Christ. Who will nurture and train these new believers in response to this growing global need? David Shibley launched Global Advance. Since 1990, 
Global Advance has provided on-site training for over 300,000 church leaders in 80 nations. Each year, Global Advance trains, encourages, and resources thousands of ministry and business leaders around the world who have great potential but little opportunity for training. You can help equip these hidden heroes of the church in destitute nations. Find out more on our website at www.globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. Go ahead, log on to globaladvance.org today. You can make a world of difference. This is classic Jesus music. Where it all began. Full circle. Full circle with Jerry Bryant. Hey, have you enjoyed this week's show? I'm looking forward to hearing from some of you for the first time. So be sure and write me online. It's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Well, we're getting close to the end of the show, but you you know there are some songs that when you hear them, you know you've heard them by someone before. So instead of playing a guessing game, let me just tell you, I'm Looking Through You. It's a song by the Beatles, written primarily by Paul McCartney, but credited to Lennon McCartney, which uh, first appeared on their 1965 album, Rubber Soul. You're about to hear a version of that song recorded by the late Mark Hurd. Mark released uh, 16 records in his lifetime, produced and performed with many other artists as well, but on July 4th of 1992, he suffered a heart attack on the stage at the Cornerstone Festival near Chicago. Heard uh, finished his set, and he went to the hospital immediately afterwards. I stood there as they placed him in the ambulance and prayed for him, but two weeks after being released from the hospital, he had a cardiac arrest and, and died in August of 1992. Sadly, this happened at a time when his musical career never looked brighter. Not only had he released three albums, uh, many hailed as his best work to date, but he had just also included, uh, had been included rather on a sampler from the Wyndham Hills High Street label. So much more to share about his life and legend, the late Mark Hurd. And we'll do that sometime. But here's his recording of I'm Looking Through You on Full Circle, Where It All Begin. I'm looking through you, where did you go? I thought I knew you, what did I?
Ed Ratzloff with his secular band, Blue Jug, played with some of the nation's finest. Leonard Skinner, Allman Brothers Band, Charlie Daniels, and so many more. Ed was doing it all until one day his commitment as a Christian was tested. Ed's response in the middle of a contract meeting was to stand up, tear up his contract, and walk out saying, I'll either do it for God or I'll not do it. Reading on from the liner notes of this album, that commitment has not brought him instant joy or fame, but instead some suffering and pain. He made a commitment not only to the Lord, but to a style of music. It's called Jesus Music. It lifts up the name of Jesus, it praises the name of Jesus, and it brings glory to the name of Jesus, and it rocks. Here's Ed Ratzloff, formerly a blue jug, and People Get Ready on Full Circle, where it all began.
Circle with Jerry Bryant. You've been listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. Thanks for listening. Full Circle was recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, written by Russell Baum and engineered by Stu Gray. Full Circle is a JSR Global Advance production. Full Circle. Full Circle.